You're listening to a 1FM podcast. And it's back. Hello, Steve. Have I got you this week? You have got me this week. I was starting to wonder whether we get you back or not. Yeah, yeah, well, I'm down two teeth, but I'm back, so it's all good. It was a bit of an adventure in Melbourne that I don't know if I want to do again, but it's done. Yeah, Dick Rail treating you quite well, are they, Josh? Country lines working really well, are they? Yeah. Oh, the staff were good. They just had trees down on the... When I went down to Melbourne, the trip took a while because trees fell on the track. But I can't really blame staff for that. It's just one of those things. Ah, that's right. That's fair enough. They did the best they could. It was just annoying for everyone. So my dentists were good, but it's just, it's like you don't want to see them. That's all. No. Well, I'm glad you've had it done. I'm glad you had a pain. That's the main thing. Yeah. But anyway, who are we talking about today? Well, we'll talk for a little bit longer than we have for the last couple that we've done, because we've, mainly because we've got more information and it's a bit more... This is right at back at the start of the 60s, this particular group. This is real 60s stuff, this one. And it's a group called The Crystals. Yay, I love them. I know. I'm going to talk about a few movies here. Yeah, well, I've already got that mentioned in my little spiel here, Josh, so we can sort of cross over with comments about that, I think. So okay, maybe... I know the first song you're going to play and there's a scene I'll, I'll leave it up to you to mention but if you don't I certainly will well I definitely mention it because I think I know the one they're talking about anyway we're talking in riddles here because yeah. but, but anybody listening for the game all the time what are they talking about but we both know what we're talking yes. about yes well anyway let's go the crystals there was first of story stuff we don't have much particular background on these ladies but there were five teenage girls in Brooklyn New York their names were I've got a couple of birthdays dates and some I haven't. Barbara Olston, A-L-S-T-O-N, she was born on the 29th of December 1943 in Baltimore, Maryland. There was a Mary Thomas who was born in 1946. Dolores D.D., her real stage name, Kennebrew, she was 1945. A Myrna Gerard and a Patsy Wright. Now they formed the Crystals with the help of Barbara Olston's uncle, Benny Wells. Now, there's a fellow by the name of Johnny Beanstock, B-I-E-N-S-T-O-C-K. He was in charge of a record company called Big Top. He actually showed a lot of interest in the in the group and actually had them recording a demo disc for the company's publisher, Hill and & Range. And that brought them to a place we've all heard of before, brought them to the Brill Building, which is, of course, a major publishing house in midtown Manhattan. Now, a gentleman by the name of, who we all know, Phil Spector, he was actually just starting up his own company at that stage called Phyllis Records, at P-H-I-L-L-E-S, or Phil's, whatever you wish to say. And he had them audition for him with a song called There's No Other Like My Baby. This is in 1961. Now, he actually asked them to slow the tempo down and turned out Big Top Records actually lost a lot of interest and so Spectre ended up signing them up. And this particular song, which was then released, we reached number 20 on Billboard. Now, their second song, which was called Uptown, that was written by Brill Building's Barry Mann and Cynthia Wells. And that was in 1962. That actually reached number 13 on the chart. So they did pretty well with their first two songs. Now, Myrna Gerard, who was pregnant at the time, actually left the group at this time, and Lala Brooks actually came into the group as lead singer, but Spectre actually initially preferred to have Alston do the lead singing. But as it turned out, with all these names and the people at the Uptown recording, there were six members of the Crystal turned up, so that must have been very interesting. Now, I'll do a little discography here, because there's not that many songs from them. In 1961, and the one I mentioned before was There No Other Like My Baby, which was number 20. In 1962, which is Uptown number 13... 
He's on billboard. He's a rebel. He's reached number one. He's sure the boy I love, number 11. And then in 1963, the Duron Ron, three in the US and five in the UK. And then he kissed me, which was six in, on Billboard and two in the UK. So as it turned out, a song that wasn't mentioned in that list that I just gave you, which was a Goppin King composition, that was called He Hit Me. And inverted commas, and it felt like a kiss. Oh, that doesn't sound too good. Yeah, well, this was a very controversial song, as it turned out. And actually, then the record flopped very badly. The interesting part about this was that the song idea stemmed from the fact that Little Eva, of uh, locomotion fame, she was actually Goffin and King's living nanny. She told them that she loved her boyfriend, despite the fact that he sometimes struck her. Yeah. So any, any wonder there was a lot of controversy you know, I'm written here that back then it was a no-no and, mm. and now and forever it's uh, still a no-no Yeah, I've never heard of that song And probably I don't know if I want to hear it, to be honest No, I didn't listen to it either actually But perhaps I should give it a listen to Now he's a rebel, which we're all familiar with Which actually a Gene Pitney composition oh. Now this was recorded by Darlene Love and the Blossoms actually A lot of but talent recorded yeah, but was recorded and released under the Crystals banner. Now, the reason that this happened was that the group was based in L.A., Darling Love and the Blossoms, but that's where Spectre's uh, studios were, and the, the Crystals were based in New York, so they were in the eastern, Spectre was in the west. Now, Spectre was concerned that Vicky Carr, an up-and-coming singer, was going to release her version of the song, and then they thought that he, the idea of getting Darling Love and the Blossoms to do it, who were immediately in close proximity to him, was a better idea. And he decided on that course of action. And he, that wasn't the only time he did that. And we did it with other artists also. In fact, the Crystal's next song, which was called He's Sure the Boy I Love, had the same scenario. Yeah. I saw a documentary about backup singers of, I forget what it was called, in the background or something. And Darlene Love was being interviewed. And she said she heard that. I'm like, that's my song. And then it got credited to someone else. She obviously heard it on the radio and wasn't too impressed. Yeah, well, that's exactly the scenario that I've just mentioned, obviously. This obviously caused angst with the Crystals, too. They had to employ Brooks to be the lead singer instead of Olsen because her voice was a lot similar to Darlene Love's. So I think we were taken for a bit of a ride here by the, by our friend Mr Spectre. I don't think he had uh, great scruples. His music ability and talent was certainly unsurpassed. But as a person, as we discovered later, he wasn't really such a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I've looked down here to this wall of sound with its huge number of studio musicians overdubbing Echo High Volume was reaching a full impact, and that came up with the Do Ron Ron, and then he kissed me. Both of those had that particular type of sound, and they both reached top ten. He's a rebel before that actually reached number one, as we said. Now, in 1963, Thomas actually left the group, and Alston stepped down from the lead, giving it to Brooks, who was up front for the two songs which I've just mentioned. Now, in 1964, early the 64, the Quartet flew to the UK for their first European live shows, and they appeared on shows such as Ready, Steady, Go and uh, another program called Tonight at the London Palladium. Now, they were very disenchanted with Spectre and should be surprised at the next little bit I've got here, particularly with, with holding record royalties from the group. Yeah. I think we might have heard that one before and started to focus more on his other girl group that he had in his stable at the time, who were the Ronettes. 
Yeah. Ended up really marrying Ronnie. Yeah, but the thing about Spectre, probably not paying them is probably the least of his crimes, really. But anyway. Probably right, but yeah. I think that was the tip of the ice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, the Ronnets had actually replaced the Crystals on four album tracks, which the Crystals recorded called The Crystal Scene The Greatest Hits. So the tensions were mounting with Spectre in many respects. Now, there are two more songs which were called Little Boy, which was number 92 and all grown up number 98 on Billboard, but their last two songs, they reached the top 100, but only just, as I was just mentioned. And they were the last two songs of Spectre before they actually left for United Artists in 1964. Now, Wright and Olsen both left at that stage, and then they, uh, Francis Collins came into the group. Now, as a trio, the trio that was left, they recorded two songs for United Artists, which both did nothing, and one final recording in 1967 called ring a ting a It was likewise, and they disbanded later that year. Now, they reunited in 1971 and performed until at least 2018 with Kennebrew, the constant for all the other members in and out of the, of the group at that stage. Now, Brooks, uh, she actually lived in uh, Europe for 20 years and she returned to the US in 2001 and I had noted that as of up to 2022, she was still performing. Whether she still is now, I'm not sure. Now, Barbara Olsen passed on the 16th of February 2018, age 74. Now, we have a little uh, information about some films, Josh. Yeah. Um, and the first one is that He's... he kissed me. And what are you going to tell me? I'll, I'll let you tell me. Okay, all right. Now, this was a song where Ray Liotta and Lorraine Bracco entered a Coco Cabana on their first date in Goodfellas, 1990. Yes, yeah, all one shot, one of the most amazing scenes. Have you seen it? I have actually seen it. I did actually see it. Yes, I watched it. The whole movie or just that scene? No, nah, no, nah, just that particular sequence. Ah, yeah, 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 classic. And then there was a Simpsons episode, Josh, which was Homer and Mark turn a couple play. And that was 2006. Uh, one of the new ones. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did they take it and off, that, did they? Well, Everly, that was... I didn't look at that one, obviously, but that was in there. And there was also a Family Guy episode. Okay, I probably uh, haven't seen it. Stand by Meg, which was 2018. Yeah. Now, to do Ron Ron, it featured in Quadrophenia. Yeah, the Who movie. Yeah, that's right, in 1979. It was a dance club scene. Yes, yes. And in 1981, in the comedy Stripes. Are you familiar with that? Yes, yeah, I've, I've seen Stripes, but... What was the scene? Yeah, it was a sequence where there is some ESL students being trained. Oh, okay. Yep. So that's what I've written down here. Yeah. And then that particular song that we mentioned earlier, which was a flop and he hit me and felt like a kiss, actually he was in Mad Men, an episode of Mad Men in 2012. Okay, I imagine it probably fits what was going on in Mad Men because they used music very well. But there's a couple yeah. more I can add in Goodfellas. The, oh, right. Are you okay. sure the boy I love by the Crystals is in the famous Billy Bat scene at the start? You All have right. to watch Goodfellas <laughs> to know what I'm talking about. And also... Well, we've mentioned a few times. Yeah, and well, just for the soundtrack alone, you have to watch Goodfellas. But uh, He's a Rebel was used in, uh, oh, God, my mind, Scorpio, Scorpio Rising, as famously. Oh, okay. Uh, well, short that movie. Get, that didn't get a mention in my spiel, but thanks for that. Okay, uh, well, it's, it's a famous that. short film, Scorpio Rising, where there's actually no dialogue. The whole the story's all told, like, through soundtracks and images. It's about uh, a bikey. Yeah. I've heard about that. And yeah. when he's getting, like, in his bikey gear, he's a rebel place, and it, it fits perfectly. 
Oh, right, okay. Yes. Oh, well, uh, so obviously they're going to be remembered, as we've said many times, 60 songs do, do get rehashed in movies at a later date, so we won't forget them, I tell you. No. So, look, what I've written down here is that the Crystals were... Maybe they weren't necessarily groundbreakers, they was, but they were certainly one of quite a, a few Afro-American female groups who were successful at the time and certainly paved the way for groups a bit later on, like the Supremes, etc. So my choices for the song choices, which I mentioned to you earlier, certainly, Then He Kissed Me gets the number one preference from me, Josh. And here we go, into the Coca Cabana. You're listening to What FM, He Kissed Me, The Crystals. And yeah, it's a great song. It is a great song. Of course, the Beach Boys had a version of it too, which is which was. And then I kissed uh, her. I think was the only change. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yes, but yeah. that, that wasn't a bad version of it either. No, it was and the, other, the other songs picked themselves. Really, he's a rebel, and the Duvon Ron, and the fourth choice is Uptown. Yep, yep, easy. But a great band, Crystals, and glad to be talking to you again. That's very good, and that was one I thought we'd better get back to the 60s because I've sort of just started to move into the late 50s, early 60s with Jerry Wallace, and then Liv Mason was late 60s, early 70s. So I thought I'd better get back to what I really <laughs> do like best, and that's the old 60s and midway through it. So really enjoyed that one. Yeah, very good. So did I. But anyway, I look forward to having another great one next week. That's good. And I'll see if I can have a look at that good fellow's show, Josh, because you keep talking about it. So I better try and satisfy my own curiosity yeah. about it, I think. Yeah, well, it's one of the great movies. But anyway, <laughs> take care, Steve, and have, all the best. Have a good one. And all of the listeners stay healthy and don't get too hot. No. And we'll catch you next week. Yeah, all the best. Thanks, Steve. Take care. Thank you, mate. You've been listening to a 1FM podcast.